that boyfriend on here. You got to watch it. Oh, great job, Barb. That recorded you. So anyway, <laughs> uh, well, welcome everyone to the Encounter Brigade. Uh, tonight we have a special guest, uh, Kurt, who's from West Central Georgia, and he's uh, he's going to um, talk to us about a, a sighting that he had along the Flint River. But first off, Kurt, I want to say thank you very much for uh, taking the time this evening to um, come on and share your story. I know it's been... Uh, a work, uh, quite a work in progress, uh, working with Angie, um, getting our schedules all lined up and, uh, <laughs> Angie's laughing because, uh, Barb, the small peg with her, her quick, quick show intro. <laughs> I'm sorry. And we can't delete this. StreamYard does not let you, uh, stop, stop this without going to a new studio. And, and we're trying to be serious. Um, you know, because we, I, we I, I think we, because we got a really, uh, um, really great story, um, from a credible light witness coming up. So, Kurt, uh, take it away, um, introduce yourself and, 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 uh, tell us more about your story. My name's Kurt and I'm in law enforcement. Uh, the stars are against us, sir. Oh, oh, no, that was Barb again. Oh. Uh, I've been in public safety for about 27 years total, 17 wow. of it being in law enforcement. I'm a former criminal investigator. I'm currently in active patrol in law enforcement now. Uh, I grew up in the country. I live on a farm. I've hunted and fished and been an outdoorsman all my life. Um, what I saw was in 1988. I was 19 years old. I had just returned from my first couple of years of college and I was home for the first time in a while and uh, this particular day it was in February it was cold it was blustery and it was the last day in the world that anybody would want to get in their uh, truck and go to the river and that's where I went it's I don't know probably about a 20 minute drive from my house I went down to the old rock house mountain where my father would always take me hunting and fishing and it was just one of those one of those quiet places where you find peace. And I guess I had some soul searching to do. And I just, for whatever reason, on the spur of the moment, I'm going to get in my truck and go to the river and sit down by the river and just think about things. And uh, it was cold. It was wet. I had on a denim jacket with a fleece lining. And I got down to the old third camp along the Rock House Mountain. And if you look on your map, it is like a quarter mile down the river from the mouth of Pigeon Creek. And it's not but maybe eight or 10 miles down the river from Elkins Creek, where the Elkins Creek cast was found. Oh. So I'm just sitting there by the river, throwing little pebbles in the river. I'm thinking about my life. And, you know, I guess as an investigator, later on, years later, you know, you start thinking of someone's state of mind and their feelings when they're a victim of a crime or they witness something unusual or something profound happens in their life. You know, I tend to ask, well, you know, what were you feeling that day? What, what were your thoughts and your emotions? So I guess I was just kind of in one of those young man states of mind. Uh, what am I going to do with the rest of my life now that I've quit college for the moment and I'm going to go do, uh, that's why I was at the river that day to just think about things 
Well, anyway, I looked across the river and down because movement had caught my eye. And I saw something probably a couple hundred yards away walking up the edge of the river. Now, mind you, it's February. There were no leaves on the trees, so you could see through the woods really good that time of year. And I saw something dark coming up the river. And I looked, and as it cleared more trees and came more into view, please forgive me, but what I thought I saw was a tall, naked black man. That's just what it appeared to be. And my mind is reeling. I'm trying to think, now, why would somebody be walking up the river naked on a cold day and in a place like this? Nobody was tricking me. Nobody knew I was there. Nobody else was there. I saw no one coming in. Who'd be there? Well, as this thing was walking up the river and I'm sitting there and I pretty much got my mind made up. That's that's a very tall, lanky, dark-skinned African-American man walking up the river with not a strip of clothes on. But as it got directly across the river to me and I could see it in plain, unobstructed view with no trees or brush in my way, that was not dark skin. It was dark brown hair. Oh. I kind of saw it waving off of the back of the forearms a little bit, the back of the legs. And now I'm taken aback. I kind of gasped and I looked. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's, that's not what I thought it was. And the other profound thing that stood out was up its back, going to the head, it had no neck. It was like a head just sat down inside a set of shoulders. Mm. And then the head crested at wow. the very top. It just turned at a very acute angle and sloped down to a forehead. It wasn't very human looking at that point. And I'm just standing there with my mouth open and my eyes wide open. And I'm just kind of like trying to process, okay, mm. what are you looking at? Well, it kept walking and and it never changed pace. It just had a very, like a quick step. I mean, it was definitely on its way somewhere. It wasn't stopping anywhere. It wasn't looking around. It had its, I guess if its head moved, it was kind of in a, a downward look, like it was looking at the ground in front of it. And it was just steady walking on its way somewhere. And I watched it disappear through the woods on up the river, it got just as far up the river and disappeared in the trees as I had seen it from down the river. So I watched this thing walk about 150 yards and probably watched it for maybe 30, 40 seconds as I watched this thing walk by. And the funny thing was, it wasn't until after it was out of sight, after it was gone, Then I just got this overwhelming feeling I didn't really want to be sitting there anymore. I wanted to get in the truck and I wanted to leave. So I did. Now, mind you, at the time this happened to me, I had only vaguely heard of Bigfoot. And I'll tell you where I heard it from was Merlin Perkins Mutual of Omaha back in the 70s and early 80s. Merlin Perkins Mutual of Omaha. Yep. Mm -hmm. They spoke of it. And then I heard about it again with uh, In Search Of. 
mm-hmm. that late 70s early show Leonard Nimoy was the mm-hmm. narrator and they did a, a thing right. on Sasquatch so at the time 1988 and for as little as I knew I had no clue I was supposed to speak see a creature of such in the eastern United States I thought it was a very rare humanoid creature that lived only in Washington State, Oregon, North Carolina, and maybe mm-hmm. British Columbia, Canada. I thought that was the only place in the right. world where such a creature might exist. So when I saw this thing, it's not like I was going, ooh, that's a Sasquatch. I, I had no idea that I was supposed to see something like that here. So that's not what was registering in my mind when I saw this. Like I said, I was doing everything I could to put together the notion that's a tall, lanky African-American male naked walking up the river. Afterwards, I really didn't think about it that much. It didn't cross my mind much. I didn't reflect on it much until years later when the Internet came out and I brushed across something about Bigfoot sightings in Georgia. So I researched that a little bit partly interested because I'm an avid outdoorsman, partly interested because I saw something. Yeah. And lo and behold, I found the story about the Elkins Creek cast only a couple of years later. Uh, so putting all of that together, wow. reviewing what I saw when I saw it, what else could it not be? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess as a criminal investigator, you know, when I'm investigating a crime or an incident that's occurred, I have to eliminate everything that it could not have been first. So now 30 some years later, I reflect what else could it have been? Yeah. Wow. Kurt, that's, that's amazing. I mean, uh, uh, you, you, your details, you know, uh, is extraordinary. I mean, talking about the uh, the neck, you know, coming to, uh, coming up its back and you know off the shoulders and peaking and then sloping forward. I mean, dude, that's like that's great detail, you know. And, and you were nineteen when this when, when this took place, you know. So, um, do you go out to that area at all still these days? Or, still I mean, do. Me and my best hunting buddy, we go hunting there, and I actually showed Angie a picture. My best friend that hunts with me, uh-huh. he buried his father's ashes at the tree oh. on the river, uh-huh. which was not 10 yards from the very same little sand bank I was sitting at. Okay. And there's a picture. I took a picture of my buddy honoring his father, looking at the little cairn that he built at the base of that tree. Yeah. And I said, Angie, if if that picture had been taken that day, you would have seen it in that photograph. And that particular tree where his little stone cairn is built was there then. But it was just a sapling. It was just a little scrub tree. Wow. Incredible. Gosh. You know, so... Since that day occurred, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, I, I don't know, much like my sighting, you know, I, I mean, it's it's something that, man, I can close my eyes and just kind of replay everything I saw on, on the on the firing range that day, you know, um, you probably the same, you know, um, did that pique your interest into this subject or, you know, because one, you were 19, you know, you're still young, you had this sighting and then all of a sudden life comes at you, you know, and you go on to 
you know, getting a job, career, family and stuff like that. But I mean, did you still have an interest in, in this thing? I didn't reflect on that sighting a whole lot. I just okay. thought I saw something very unusual yeah. and weird. And it wasn't until the introduction of the Internet yeah. and what limited technical capabilities I have, I began researching a little bit just on a whim. Yeah. And I came across the Bigfoot sightings in Georgia. Yeah. I looked at it a little bit and it's like the skunk ape down in Florida and yeah. Oklahoma, Texas, all up and down the Appalachian chain. And when this information came to me, I didn't feel so alone anymore. It's like, you know yeah. what? Maybe I really did see a Sasquatch. Yeah. Maybe that's what I saw. Yeah. It, 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 that's funny because your your uh, um, your trip down this rabbit hole is kind of the same thing as as I, you know, because I, I myself I thought, okay, you know, these things aren't supposed to exist in eastern Georgia, you know, they're not supposed to be on a, you know, on a, uh, on a military installation and 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 whatnot. So of course, I like everyone else go go to the internet. And start searching things out myself, and lo and behold, you know, there's sightings here since the uh, since the uh, the seventies, you know, and uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's phenomenal, you know, and uh, um, Angie, wow, that's uh, I think you you shared one of those pictures, Angie, from the from the river. That did you not share that to or the group a long time ago? Um, I, I thought you had shared a picture that was um by the river you know and whatnot you know so mm -hmm. i don't think okay so. okay so uh, that that's incredible and, and obviously you mentioned molina and and then the elkins you know and i i, I think uh you know angie's brought brought on a guest there with the elkins cast and i know El, uh, molina does yeah. their bigfoot festival which you know angie was part of and Mm -hmm. I know uh, um, last year Johnny Two Bears was a speaker speaker at that that event for. So it's funny because while you're talking, Kurt, I actually had to go uh, on on my iPad and I was did a Google Map search of like the Flint River and then uh, in relations of Molina and some of the points that you were talking about. And it's it's still relatively rural out there, you know. Um, uh, yeah. And yeah. And as you know, we all know or have heard from other witnesses and people who've had, you know, had sightings and, you know, these things could be, you know, pretty much right in your, your backyard. You know, I mean, look at Johnny yeah. Tuber. He, he, you know, he, he lives outside the city of Atlanta, you know, and, and, and has regular occurrences around his property. Um, I don't know. Hey, Barb, you got any, any, any good questions? Oh, I was going to ask you, Kurt, um, did you talk to many people about this once you, when you were 19 and you first saw the sighting? So you never nope. really talked to anyone else to see? I wow. didn't start talking so about it. So once the internet became. Well, I didn't start talking about it that much until I discovered the internet and discovered that other people had seen it. There were indeed sightings in Georgia, other states in this nation, Wonderful. up and down the Appalachian chain. It's like, you know what? That's it's it's what I had was a piece of information that I did not know was valuable or credible. 
until many years later. Right. All I know right. when I was 19, all I know is I saw something really weird. And when it left and I didn't see it, I felt really weird. I, I was just left with this impending sense right. of I really don't want to be standing around here anymore. But I have since gone back. I have since right. night hunted there. I predator hunt also. And I just accept it as another entity existing on my planet. So I don't let it really right. bother me anymore. Well, well, what did you have any kind of weirdness about you or that seemed out of the ordinary for your normal feeling, you know, body wise or anything like that? Are you talking Can about you remember back? back to like when you saw it and when I saw it, I was in bewilderment and astonishment. Up, well, yeah. the, when, when I, when I realized right. it was, not but I mean, I anything was. that was out of. Come back. Ask again. Okay. But I guess what I'm saying, anything that was. Okay, that's all right. I think I'm freezing up or we're freezing up and I'm talking over you and I'm sorry about that, Joe. But I guess, um, let me see. Angie, you might can help me out here. I mean, like, did you have any tingling or anything like that about your body, but anything that was, oh, I don't want to say paranormal feeling. Um, I don't know, Angie, do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't, but I, he did say I've that he Andy. had an extreme sense of dread come <laughs> I'm over. Oh. What I had was a sense okay. of... Okay. Know, yeah, that's more what I'm talking about. I just, I didn't feel like I needed to be around there anymore that day. I just didn't feel like sticking around. I certainly didn't feel like crossing the river and trying to follow it. I just really wanted to get in my truck and leave. And that's what I did. Um, I didn't have any right. physical feelings. I will yeah. tell you, when I saw it coming up the river and I thought it was a an African-American male with no clothes on, I wasn't apprehensive. My heart wasn't beating. I was just in right. bewilderment. Like, why in the F is a dude walking up the river on a cold day like this with no clothes yeah. on? Yeah. <laughs> right. But... Right. When I saw it, yeah, unobstructed yeah, I got that. Across, I, I'd been the same way. When I when I saw it unobstructed straight across the river from me, when it got even with me on the river, and I realized that it was significantly not what I thought it was. That's when. Do you remember deer hunting and you see your first buck coming through the woods? Your heart starts beating fast. Oh yeah. That's what happened to me. My heart started beating fast because then I yeah. came to realization. Yeah. Hey. This isn't what I think it is. And then my heart continued to beat hard and I watched it walking away and up the river and it disappeared behind the trees as it got far enough up the river. Well, now it's gone. I'm not looking at it anymore. And yeah, like Angie said, there's just this sense of a sense of dread, a sense of I'm not safe here, a sense of, you know, maybe if I move, I'll feel better. I just didn't want to be in that spot anymore. Wow. If if I can express that in feeling. But panic, no. Right. Uh 
when I drove out, it's not like I went tearing out of there 90 miles an hour trying to rush and report it because I really had not put two and two together right. what it might have been until, like I said, when the Internet came out and I started studying. And it's like, hey, there's a lot of Eastern Sasquatch sighting. You know, maybe I saw, I, you know, what else could it be? Especially the, the back of the neck and the way the head was shaped. Yeah. You know, when I saw that and I saw what yeah. wasn't dark skin, it was actually hair. That's when my heart started beating fast. That's when my brain started processing. Right. That's not a man. That That's not an You African realized American. it wasn't human. It's not. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. So, so, Kurt, let me. Um, right. You know, now now that through all these years, obviously, you, you know, you had a uh, very long career in public service, law enforcement, whatnot. Have you run across other people in that area that have had similar um uh encounter sightings like you a couple in particular yes okay we had somebody i had started talking about it and i actually had somebody call me because he had heard a series of knocks and that has been as of the last year oh wow uh, he was asking me about it um when i was a deputy in Talbot County, I would kind of make little funny posts about, yeah, Sasquatch beat me up and took my cigarettes, you know, or something. But I was just making lighter a joke of it then. But but actually, yeah. in real life, I had right. seen something and I learned of a Pike County deputy that had seen one cross the road. It freaked him out. He quit his job. Oh, wow. I don't know what his name is, but that was the story I heard. Okay. And that was right in the Elkins Creek vicinity. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do I believe that they hold up and live well, in a particular when we... area for a long time? No. I personally, I feel like they're migratory. Okay. Good deal. Angie, you got any questions? Yeah. Yeah, Kurt. Um. How far across the river was it? Like, how wide is that river right there where you saw it? The river is about a hundred yards wide. There, it was a uh, it was a pretty good stretch. It was probably eighty to a hundred yards, and the one I saw was. It's not like it was nine or ten feet. It was obvious. I thought it was tall, lanky, African American. Roughly six six, and its build was more tall and lanky than it was very muscular and massive. It wasn't. It was kind of a tall, skinny one. Maybe it was a juvenile. Wow. And you said that it was brown. Was it like the color of pine bark brown, or did it have a reddish nope. tint to it? Nope. Common earth brown if you go to your crayola crayons and get the one that just says brown and nothing else that brown a very deep earth brown didn't have any tint or iridescence about it and like i said i thought it was dark earth brown skin until it got directly across the river from me and i realized it was it was hair you know, it got close enough to me. Had I seen it at 200 yards, I would have sworn up and down. It's just a 
African-American male, tall and lanky, and he doesn't have any clothes on. Wow. So, Kurt, at, at no point. So while this thing's walking up along the, the river and it's and you said it, it's his attention was kind of uh, forward and probably looking down in front of him. At no point did he look and see you. He didn't acknowledge that you were there or present. No. OK. Two things it did not do. And I, I remember this like yesterday. Two things it did not do. Okay. It did not change its pace and it did not look around. It was just, and it did sway its arms in unison with its pace. It, it had a sway to its arms and it just kept walking and did not change its pace, did not look around. And I, I guess if you deer hunt, you know, you can see does coming through the woods and they'll stop and browse and nibble on something. They'll look around, take a few steps, stop, browse on something. Yeah. yeah. And buck that's looking for a girlfriend, he's got that sneak head and yep. he's that head to the ground and he is walking a beeline that's right from point a to point b he's on i-75 he is yeah. on his way somewhere wow this creature i mean being in outdoors and i've only seen one in my whole life but being in the outdoors and studying wildlife as much as i have you can tell when something is feeding or looking for a place to bed or if it's on its way someplace yeah. This thing was on its way somewhere. Wow. That's a great description there. It's moving with a purpose. Exact movement with a purpose. You're exactly right. I like it. Yeah. Gosh. Oh, Barb, you got another question? Oh. Crow flies. How far would it be from there to where um, the Elkins Creek is right there in Molina? As the crow flies, I would say roughly ten miles downriver from Elk Creek, maybe not even that far. If you get a map and you find where Elkins Creek goes into the river, follow the Flint River down to where Pigeon Creek flows into the river. I was maybe a quarter of a mile down the river from Pigeon Creek. So from Elkins Creek, you'll come to Pigeon Creek first. And if you put your finger over Pigeon Creek, you're going to be in the same vicinity where I was sitting. Wow. Okay. So you were in Upson uh, County? Is that the county you would have been in? Merriweather. Okay. I was directly across the river from Upson County. Merriweather. Hey, and the and, preacher and, was in Upson County. Uh, okay. Angie, when was the uh, Molina, or, or no, I'm sorry, the Elkins Creek cast made? When was that discovered? Do you remember? 1972, Angie. 94. 94. 94. 94. I don't know why I was thinking 72. I think it was 1994. Okay. And then, Kurt, you, you said this was uh, eight, around 1988? That it was 1988. Yeah. Wow. Six years difference. Okay. Wow. Incredible. I would be curious as to what month of the year that Creek Cast was found. Because like I said earlier, I believe that they're migratory. And just for me, it would make more sense to me. I would feel more confident if I were to go hunting for one or looking for the signs of one. I would go January, February, March 
around here. I believe that they migrate further north later on in the year. Makes sense. Wow. And I got it was nineteen ninety four. Okay, thank you. I I got that migratory information from a fellow that studies them out west, and him and his wife would track them from southern Alaska to northern Washington. That he would follow the group, and they what they were doing was cataloging the sightings. They would see them here this time of year. They'd see them a little further north, a little later in the year, and even further north, even later in the year. And then as the year progressed and the seasons went backwards, the sightings were more frequent further south. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had talked to a gentleman um, that had the same, same theory, that yeah, and, and he's from Washington State. So he was using the, the, the Cascade Mountain Range um, as an example. And... Uh, you know, and basically the migratory along that Cascade Mountains and, and whatnot. And so, uh, and he studies a lot out in Yakima area. Um, I, you know, so um, interesting that, that you too have, have uh, run across people with that same theory and, and of, of that same belief. And, you know, and I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if that's kind of like uh, the place that we call the happy place. Um, and, and Johnny Two Bears was just recently out there um and not a whole lot of action going on um well granted um it's 104 degrees in this part of georgia and it's hot as all get out if uh if i was a a creature like that um man i i'd be going somewhere in north georgia or up up the appalachians yeah. a little bit more yeah the bugs are terrible um right. you know the heat the heat the heat is something else and i think even like the you know, your creeks are lower. The food sources are probably not as, as abundant. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, but you know, in, in the cooler months and whatnot, and you know, things kind of heat up. So that in that area, as far as, uh, signs and whatnot. Well, I would, I would predict that sightings might increase. And I forgot who said this on a YouTube channel I was watching. They're seen more often in places where there's a heck of a lot more rain. And the Pacific Northwest has a heck of a lot of rain. And oh, yeah. It in does. recent years, I don't know if you all know it, but our rainfall table has significantly increased in the last 15 years. Uh, June and July, May, June and July now, we're getting just thunderstorm after thunderstorm. It is significantly a lot wetter now. Uh, in the summertime than it was yeah no, no you're right about the, like the the rainfall and especially the rainfall levels i have to wonder state. go ahead barb right and i have to wonder if it's because there's i hate i think to wonder if maybe the fact that they are in the uh more of a rainfall area if it's to cover up and help them stay safe because they're smart we know they're smart and and if they if it is true that they're possibly you know migrates towards the wetter areas it might be to help cover up because in the elkin creek one uh casting there was like five different footprints four of them was in the water and only one was on the silt of the 
the where they could cast it in the sand. So they seem to have traveled maybe more in the water there for some reason or something. That's just my thinking. You know, I, I don't know. Good but, thinking. But anyway, they don't get one. So it could possibly be. Because, you know, we got bears everywhere, especially down here in the swamp. And, um, you know, bears, they don't care, you know. Now, up north where you got bears that hibernate in the wintertime, but here, our bears, you see them in the wintertime anyway because we don't have that cold of uh, winter, you know. So, it's just, you know, I'm just yeah. saying with all the fur and the fat on the bears and everything, it's hot here, you know, so. Yeah. Angie, you got another question? Yeah. Some of my thinking. Um, I don't. I'm having a lot of distortion on my end, so yeah. you can just keep me muted. Okay. It's so that I don't, I don't know what I got going on with my camera here, but um. that's okay. Well, Kurt, man, I really enjoyed um, you so, know, your, uh, Joe, your. not. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, Barb. It's 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 all right. I was just going to ask him here or now. I'm not being personal with him or anything, trying to get into his business. But now, are you married now or have family that you have discussed this with and they're aware of it or anything? No. Okay. 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 Nope. I have no wife, no awesome. girlfriend, no biological. I was a stepdaddy for about 10 years, but we're not together. <laughs> okay. Do with them. Wow. So, right. So, Kurt. Well, I just Kurt, wonder, um, you know, sometimes with family yeah Kurt, um um with this subject of, of bigfoot sasquatch and all that i mean um you consider yourself a a believer someone that uh um do you purposely like go uh, you know make trips out to the field um to do research and whatnot or you know like for, for me I, I you know one uh I don't have time to be, to do that myself. You know, I, I, I really wish I had time to go do field research and stuff like that. Um, I find myself doing it during my off times during deer season. Right. You know, I'm, you know, obviously avid hunter, you know, very, very fortunate, fortunate to work in the outdoor industry, but I kind of consider that those times in the field as my field research times, you know, and, uh, um, but do you, you, you know, make special trip? I mean, investigation times out in the woods, try to like get, get some answers for yourself about this subject. I have not done it to that extent. If I'm a field, it's because I'm hunting or I just like yeah. being there, but gotcha. I would collect information. Um, you yeah. asked her if I was a believer, yeah. uh, I would refer to myself more as a knower. Knower. Uh, because when it's, are you a believer? It's, it's like, it's like drawing a definitive battle line. You either yeah. do believe or you don't believe kind of like Christians and atheists. Yeah. Yeah. Or you go into yeah. the woods and you find a deer rub. Well, you have some evidence that there's probably a buck there. That's right. You go into the woods and you find some tracks. Well, you have evidence that there's some deer there because there's their tracks. So you have evidence. Well, then you see the deer. Well, now you have knowledge. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I like that. 
I, and I, I really appreciate you uh, making that uh, that distinction. You know, I think that's important for a lot of folks to understand that. So that's great. That's great. Barb, you got another one? You got a good question? Uh, no, I guess not. I guess now that he's, you know, uh, are you actively uh, looking more now? since you've done a lot more research internet wise and talking with people, do you really um, kind of go out maybe and, you know, look and see? It wouldn't hurt my feelings to go out and look and see and focus the attention on that a little more. I'm in the woods a right. lot anyway. Yeah. And it is in the back <laughs> of my mind. Yes. I'm right. acutely aware of, okay, I'm looking for signs. I'm looking for this, and I've usually got my eyes on a ridge line. Now, me and my buddy Larry, we did a lot of extensive deer hunting over the last two deer seasons in uh -huh. that it is now a WMA. It's right. 50 uh -huh. acres called the uh, Spurrow Bluff Nichols Track Mouth of Pigeon Creek WMA. It is now a public hunting land. Uh -huh. When I was there, I think it was timber land or state oh. land. Uh -huh. Well, Kurt, I, I tell you what, um, you know, if you ever get uh, the itch to do a field research, I, uh, and now that we have Angie on mute, I would offer up Squatch Bait. That's her nickname. Um, she seems to have a, a, a uncanny ability to like uh, put put a dart on a map, show up to somewhere in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, and stuff happens. Um She's had that happen down to, uh, with yeah. her down at the swamps and stuff like that. And, uh, so, so rightfully so she's, you know, she's, um, uh, she's squatch bait. Uh, but I mean, but again, you know, n another one of those, yeah. uh, attention, the detail type individuals. And that's why I'm able to say this cause she's on mute and so she can't, she can't dispute anything I'm saying. So, all right, Angie, you're not muted. Right. I just, I, I just offered you up as bait. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well you're, you're familiar with the area. We're going to put her name up as Angie Squat Bait. I mean, you're, you're familiar with the area. Yeah, you're, you're familiar with that area and, and you know, you, um, not far from Molina and, and whatnot, you know. So. No, well, Kurt, man, thank you so much for being on. I don't want, we don't want to take up too much more of your time and, and whatnot. Um, you know, thank, you know, thank you for telling us about your background too. You know, I think that lends a lot of credibility, you know, to, you know, the, the awesome. person you are, but also, also the attention of detail that you were able to, to give, um, you know, with, with your sighting, you know, and, and, and whatnot, uh, man, I, it's just, you know, from the back, the back of the, you know, the, the head and, and how it slows forward. I mean, that's, you know, uh, to retain yeah. that from, you know, since you were a 19 year old kid, man, you know, or, or young man, I'm sorry. Um, you know, till now it's uh, incredible, you know, and then that, you know, you're willing to come and share, share that. And, right. and Angie, thank you so much for being able to line, line, line this up with us. And I hope, uh, you know, for, other listeners of the Sasquatch Encounter Brigade, um, you know, people that ha may have had a sighting, you know, or encounter such as Kurt, you know, and you're willing to come and share these stories. I mean, 
here you heard it from another gentleman tonight you know kurt kurt thought like my, my myself i thought these things existed in the in the rainforest of the pacific northwest <laughs> what the heck are they doing here in georgia i mean it shouldn't be you know but uh yeah it doesn't take much to uh, go on on uh, on the internet and see that there are a lot of sightings here in uh here in the state of georgia you know and then uh obviously that molina area is seems to be like a pretty pretty hotbed right. there you know i mean kurt sightings in 1988 you get the elkins creek cast made 1994 and uh um that's incredible so um you know, my only time I, I, I drove through there, that area one time coming from Columbus, Georgia, back uh, over, over to Macon, you know, so I, I you know, understand, you know, some r rural sections out there. But Kurt, thank you so much. And Barb, Barb, Swamp Hag, um, as she's calling herself, and then Angie, um, Squ Swamp Hag 2, Squatch Bait, whatever nickname you're going to go with. Uh, thank you for getting all this done. And <laughs> And sorry, we have to have you on mute, Angie. Um, your, your audio was kind of clacking. But uh, anyways, we're going to sign off and uh, we'll be posting this up on our, our um, YouTube page and then also over to Spotify. And uh, I think we're only like uh, three, uh, three individuals away from having like 4,000 YouTube subscribers. I think that's a that's a big deal. You know, uh, Johnny. Two bears not keeps knocking out of the park with his own uh, his own research and, and video updates and whatnot. Yeah. So you know, thank you to everyone on the team. So y'all have a good evening and uh, thank you for being on tonight. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you, sir. Look forward to meeting you up with you. We I want to do that sometime, and I'll be in touch with Angie. Well, I hope so. Watch bait. Okay, I'm gonna sign. That'd off. be good. All right. Bye-bye.